When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the Cardiff City podcast by Wales Online in association with Giovanni's Restaurants. I'm your host, Glenn Williams, and I'm joined by Nathan Blake and Paul Bandonato. Good morning. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Couple of things on the agenda today then. So firstly we're gonna be talking about the win over Borough, looking forward to Hull City, and then obviously finishing with some Ask Blakey and some predictions. So without further ado, let's talk about the Borough game and I have to say it because I was patting myself on the back last week, Blakey, but we had one correct prediction last week, Mr Paul Bandonato, who said a one nil win and he went one further and said a set piece goal. Paul, congratulations. Thank you. Very rare, very rare one that I've got correct. I mean, I give him a lot of credit for the call, but set piece is kind of our thing, isn't it? No, no, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> set piece is what we do, isn't it? No, we can't take it. And can I just say, before we go ahead, I've had some Cardiff fans. This is the voice of the boys, yeah? The voice of boys and girls, men, women, children, the, the whole shebang. And... Uh, just a heads up for the club, really. Um, apparently, behind the goal, the Canton end, mm-hmm. uh, a few a few boys have, have approached me, asked if I can give it a mention and see if the club can jump on it and, and try to resolve it. Uh, apparently, they're getting searched a bit overzealous by uh, the stewards, uh, patted down and what have you, like, you know, pretty serious. Uh, the the second complaint was they having to show their tickets three or four times before they get to their seat, which I, f- I found very strange. And um, the third was a cry uh, to the club uh, for help on whether they can start taking cash as well as card on the gantry when they're doing their food and what have you. So um, it's becoming a bit of an issue to uh, the fans behind that goal. So we are the voice of the people. Exactly right. So Hopefully a little shout out if the club is listening. I know they seem to tune in from time to time. Um, so a little heads up for the, the hierarchy, Mr. Chu or Mehmet or whoever. It's just something you might want to keep an eye on and try to resolve. Because the last thing you want is some of our fans kicking off with some of the stewards. Because mm. the stewards, like, I think they're fantastic, especially around the way I go. Uh, through the car parks up in the stand, I get a chocolate declare every home game, as you know, <laughs> um, from Mr. Searle. So, you know, uh, I just some of the friendliest I've come across, I'll be honest with you. You go in through the uh, the um, the press entrance. It, it's just it's just a nice feeling. It's just nice to come to the club with the with the with the security and what have you. So I'm not sure what, what what's quite going on there. There might be more to it, but 
it's just a heads up. The boys have asked, a few of the boys I know have asked if I could give it a mention. So there we go, it's for the club. Hopefully they can resolve it. Just very quickly, the cashless thing is interesting because that's the way society is now going. And mm-hmm. Cardiff, you know, I think they're one of the trendsetters as a football club going cash and it was only this season I think they've been I think society's been driven alright whatever but I noticed that a couple of rest uh, sort of ca- cafes or whatever in Cardiff are, are cash uh, are card, card only now mm. as well and mm. I think there was another sporting venue I went to where it was card only again mm. so cash is king baby <laughs> you can never <laughs> get rid of cash particularly when you got Blakey's cash cash <laughs> is king man don't let right, him fool let's move on let's right move okay on. let's talk a bit of football then so one nil win over Borough. Blakey, what did you make of, of the game? Uh, well, I thought it was better, I have to say. But um, I thought uh, we were good for the one nil win. Um, but as entertainment and a spectacle, you know, it, it's it, it doesn't really turn me on. I have to say, you mm-hmm. know, it's 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 okay. Um, a 1-0 win I thought they were really poor mind uh, Borough um, but I thought we were better better than we've been in the last couple of weeks so you know all in all wins a win so it matters most you know move the chains forward get the wheels turning uh, but I don't think it was the most entertaining of games but then again I, I keep you know Repeat myself, you know, we're not going to see the, the, the style of football that is going to necessarily get you out of your seat. It, it is, this is what, what we've, um, this is what we got, this is, this is how we play, you know, so uh, no surprises, but yeah, a win's a win, but I wasn't overly excited, uh, but it was improved, definitely. Paul, your thoughts? Well, I, I actually, you can see from the position, I expected a really dour encounter. And, and actually, in parts, I was pleasantly stunned by some of the football being played mm-hmm. at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I I said before that, that I really enjoyed the Wales win over Azerbaijan, even though lots of Wales fans didn't seem to, because I actually enjoyed watching the team play some football at Cardiff City Stadium, watching Mep and Road and Connor Roberts knock the ball around at the back. Um, I think although they didn't necessarily do that I think Cardiff at least showed a bit of creativity in getting their wingers in behind in the final third final ball they need to work on yeah yeah. but you know even my old mate Gavin White I have to concede played quite well I although, told you he's yeah, a good although, player although less, the final ball is key there yeah 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 play, I, right? I, I lots of players that. you know football games I decided you know the football <coughs> pitch you imagine it's split into th- Three thirds, yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got the def- you know, the, def- the defensive third, Mid. the attacking third, and the mid third. There's mm-hmm. loads of players who look brilliant in the middle third. It's what you do in the other thirds mm-hmm. that really count, and that mm-hmm. final ball is key. Um, what I found really frustrating at one point was Cardiff are one nil up, can go for the jugular. Lee Pelcher had the ball on the right hand side, and there was a massive, huge gap, twenty yards, potentially thirty yards in front of him, with nobody there. And no attempt was made to go into that. And it was almost like his default setting, I can't go there because the tap, you know, I, I don't know what it is. And sort of it went back and square. And 
that frustrated me, that sort of mindset. Whereas I think Bennett would charge into those gaps, you know. Mm-hmm. Although, again, the, the final ball still mm. could be a bit better. But I think as an overall thing, I still feel Cardiff season could go either way, right? Mm. The key, it's not entertaining, overly entertaining rather, but if you're playing winning football, it's more palatable, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And I think the key is grinding out these one nils, whatever, again at Hull this weekend, and you quickly get two or three wins on the spin and you quickly see Cardiff up in that top six, eyeing the top, and that, that changes everybody's mindset, I feel. And I think at that point, you can accept the non-flourish football. Mm. What you can't, what is extremely frustrating hard to accept is what we were having at the start of the season, which was poor route one football, but the team not winning either. Mm. And I think that's the way I'd sort of try and get these wins, get a holding job while Pack, Etheridge and everybody is back. And I thought Bakuna was fantastic. Yeah, and hope, hopefully in the second half, second half of the season, mm. That extra depth to Cardiff squad might might come to fruition. You're right about Bakuna. Um, and Glenn mentioned it. We had a section on him last week in terms of he's somebody who splits opinion, didn't we? Or he did an yeah. article on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if he plays like he did uh, uh, last week, he, he'll soon can, win over all the fans. Why can't Bakuna play right back? He would offer that swashbuckling thing you need. Get forward a bit more. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. When, I'm talking about when Pack comes back, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. On the basis Pack and, and Raul's play. Well, he might do because Neil's put him there before. But like, I'm, I'm always like of the opinion: uh, it's why you, why are we expect, why would we expect to put in a swashbuckling fullback when we don't mm. play with swashbuckling fullbacks? He also played fullback you know? against Red in and yeah. dreadful for 25. Yeah, minutes, so that's 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 why I take away that you know that, that teasing myself. So oh, maybe we become more. I just I just know I just set off for the fact this this is how we are. This is how we play, and hopefully we can get to a point where we were two years ago playing this way because we 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 played the route one the direct football very well, you know. Um, I think Patterson uh, was okay, but again, if you're going to play him in that position, you have to have anticipation from your wide men and one of your midfield runners, you know, and your centre forward. You know, uh, the thing about White is he can run all day, and I think he can do a lot more across the line and try and make runs in into that centre forward position yeah. in behind Patterson. Now. Like I've said to you before, I think Gav is more concerned at the moment about defending than he is about attacking. Yeah. Right? You know, he's got Pelts behind him. Pelts is like a beast when it comes to defending. He should be saying to him, go on, kid. Go on, you know, don't worry all the time. Yes, come and help me out. Do your job. But think goals before defending. Right? That's your job, is to so, get goals and provide goals. So now I'm going to throw that back at you. Okay. Why are you... Having knocked down my argument, mm. which I felt was perfectly valid, which one about Bakuna could be a really good right, right back for a new dimension, mm. yeah, mm. which I thought was perfectly valid, but I totally accept what you're saying. Why yeah. should we expect that when they put it right? Why, why should you expect White not to track back when it is? No, I'm not saying not track back. Cardiff's game. I'm, plan, not, say, I'm not saying not track back. 
There's, there's, there's a, you mentioned just now about a mindset of Cardiff start moving the chain, start winning, yeah. and they get your confidence goes high. You automatically play a better brand of football, right? So it's the same with White, right? And from a footballer's perspective and a new player, don't forget, come from League One to a yeah. Premier League team that's league just two, come down. League, league Two or League One Oxford? League One Oxford, league isn't one, it? Yeah. So they've just come down from, he's come to a big club yeah. and he's trying to fit in and you know, Neil plays, you know, a structurally that's rigid, what formation. Do, rigid formation, yeah. right? So, you know, like like your Tony Pulis is, like Sam Allardyce, they're told, the wingers are always told, you know, you, you're the hardest working players on the pitch, right? You got to get up, down, up, down, up, down. What I think Gavin is doing is thinking, I don't want to be at fault for a goal. I don't want to be pointed at as a goal. And it happens. I don't forget. I played that position, that wing position, right, in front of Damon Searle. But Damon Searle was such a good defender and such a good attacking fullback. Also, he used to just say to me, "Go on, one on one. You know, if the fullbacks overlapping, then he's going to be two v one. So I've got to go. I've got to help him." But it, at some point, defenders have got to be prepared to go one on one. And Peltz is a defender who's prepared to go one on one with anybody, mm. right? So. It's not he's being held back, Gavin White. And it's not so much coming from the sidelines, I don't think. I think it's him personally just trying to make sure that he has a good start to his Cardiff City career, which is understandable. But I'm saying if he just releases the shackles a bit and starts to think, right, I don't... He's got a level lung, so he can get up and down. Work rate is not a problem. What I'm saying is, going forward, I think he can not only provide more from the flank but I think he could come across the line and get in more become more of a threat totally something I was thinking on the weekend I mentioned to you I actually think I don't know how viable it would be but I think White and Murphy if they swap wings I think it would be absolutely perfect because I think Peltier because Murphy he doesn't like the tracking backside of him and we've seen that this season with teams attacking down Cardiff's left because Bennett's doing these overlapping runs and Murphy's bolting forward as well and Cardiff are left exposed that side if you have Murphy over that side in front of Bennett I think it just adds that little bit more defensive solidity and Peltier behind Murphy just looks a lot more solid on that right hand side mm. for me I don't know how viable That's that good, is good analysis that yeah is. I, 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 and the, the, I mean the good thing is about Peltier it's what we've said since he's come to the club he, you don't you can get forward if you want to and he'll get forward once in a blue moon. But the beauty of it is, if you're Bennett, you know I can maraud forward knowing that all that has to happen is Morrison shuffles, shuffles across, Flint shuffles across, and Peltz shuffles across to make a three. All right? Because I know I've got Gavin White who will track back into that right-back position mm. if need be. So if, if it's, if it's utilised correctly or better... You know, and these are things that when you start to play and you start to win, these things may come to fruition just naturally on their own. So I take your point, but it's a great point. But yeah, I think what Pouts does on that right-hand side, you know, or Flint has to do a step across one, or Morrison. Morrison or Flint step across one. And then, and then you've got the three basically covering the back line of the pitch. It's pretty straightforward. The, the, so. other, the other thing on that subject of the work rate up and down, I meant to text you at half-time, Blakey. Um, I don't know if this was my imagination, but it seemed... I was actually specifically watching for this from 
goal kicks at either end or clear, goalkeeper had the ball either end, yeah. Mm. And it seemed to me that Cardiff's back four were about 10 yards deeper from a situation like that than Middlesbrough's back four. Mm. Um, and if I, I kept watching it and it seemed less as the game went on, so maybe I'd got that wrong, but it certainly seemed like that to me in the first half at least. Now Cardiff were deeper? Yeah, mm. and, and I'm guessing if that is the case, it's because of a concern of a lack of pace or whatever. But if that is the case, and I think you've touched on it before that they sit a little bit too deep, I'm mm. sure you have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That means that the gaps are Wider. bigger. Are yeah, bigger yeah. yeah, and yeah. so that means there has to be more work. Yeah. The, you know, whereas perhaps if the gaps were closed up by those 10 yards. Yeah. But what happens is, Paul. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, I, of I, course, I, of course. But, but what, ha- what, what happens is, is because you're not winning, you tend, the natural thing is to drop and protect the goal. It's yeah. kind of like what I'm saying about Gav. Yeah. Techno drop the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Don't concede, and we might nick one, or if we don't nick one, we draw. Yeah. So the natural reaction for people, you see it when you won the up last ten minutes. The natural thing is to to drop, right? That's that's what's happening. So it makes those gaps a bit bigger. But as you start winning, what happens is the defense plays better. The goalkeeper makes the saves. Aiden Flint slides one out. Morrison, you know, wins one last ditch tackle. What happens is you, you grow in stature, you grow in confidence, so you step forward extra five yards, extra six yards. So those gaps will eventually or should eventually, you know, disappear really. You know, if you've got a confident back four who aren't conceding goals, you know, you can afford to say, Well, don't don't sit in this deep defensive block. Let's let's get up to that mid block. Let's get up to that, you know, midfield position rather than watching uh, Marlon Pack or Bakuna and Joe Raul sat in front of us. Let's step into that position and let them step on an extra 10, 15 yards. So it comes with confidence, really. Well, they have stopped conceding, Glenn, haven't they? I mean, yeah, but they weren't winning. No, I know. That's the pro- yeah. problem. So, certainly at the start of the season, when I think of Wigan got three, Reading got three, Luton got three in the League Cup. Yeah. 11 um, goals in the first six games they conceded, and they've conceded two in the last four. Mm. Yeah, so that, yeah. that is a good foundation to build from. Yeah, but, but as we've seen with the performance, like I said, it wasn't great, it wasn't sexy, but it was better. It, it, it was. You, you you have, you can't analyze it and say well it it hadn't moved forward it hadn't it wasn't better than you know two weeks ago like I said you're not gonna you know I wasn't like off my chair every five minutes but you well, have to concede it was better I, I I think it was substantially better compared to what we have seen previously mm. but I agree especially yeah. in the first half I thought I thought actually thought Murphy was a big blow away I, I thought that the, I thought in the first half as well somebody else said it was the opposite that somebody that they kind of created more in the second half, but I just thought the, the in inverted combat as free-flowing football in that final third of the first half was certainly the best we've seen this season by some distance, I would say. And that has to be the template going forward, doesn't it? Has to be the template going forward, Blakey. Yeah. Why are you smiling? <laughs> I don't know. It has to be. Yeah, well, you know. Can't just be lumping in all the time. Yeah. Right, well. There was one moving in particular. Well, what? I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. 
There was one move in particular which I really enjoyed where Murphy played a lovely diagonal across the ball. Yeah, Gavin White. White. Gavin took White. a touch Great into touch. the box, yeah. squared it back. But, but and, you see, this is my point about White having to deliver in the final third. That was a moment where, because I feel that this season he's given the ball, or, you know, he's looked wonderful, but then has been there's been no end product, right. yeah? That's he's been tackled important. or it's going out, yeah? Mm. But at that moment where he, where he took it on the run, went past the defender at pace and crossed it, I thought... That is what we need from the wingers, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is exactly. I think as and, well. And Gavin, you know, in that moment, I thought, yeah, he's got somebody, you know, and he showed me things in in this game. I thought that I hadn't really seen previously. Yeah, I've seen it. But but we need to see it <laughs> consistently in the final third. Yeah, I, th- I think he will grow the in stature. We need yeah. goals, but, shots. That but sort if of thing. you're if you're Glatzel, I'm going or one of the strikers. I'm going to my in training. I'm going, to, and we're working on the timing. Right, back, 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 Cav. What do you like? You want to right? You work on the one where he just takes a touch, gets it out of his feet, whips it. Yeah. Right. You know, if we're here, if I'm here, this is where I'm going to be putting it. Right. So you make your run across that near post, and it's gonna. I'm gonna be looking for that that corner of the six yard box, front corner of the six yard box. So you make your run in there. If I'm closer to the 18 yard box, I'm going to be looking for that cut back nine times out of ten, unless I can see you square, which is the obvious pass. But there needs to be a bit more understanding because they haven't played together. So a bit more understanding. And it, it is conversation and practice in training. And I think you will. I think I think Glatzel slides in on at least eight goals this season if he gets in tune with the likes of Murphy and Gavin White. You know, I, And I think... Murphs can improve his final ball also. Yeah. You know, I think he can. I, I think but I, I think it's a it's a communication thing at the moment because they've not all it's unbalanced again. It's 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 yeah. you know I mean whereas, refresh, isn't it? And, it? and it's interesting to see it because whereas Murphy in particular, White to a degree, and Mendes we know, all are trying to get past their full backs and, and whip it over. Mm. I'm noticing Hoylet's Tended to stop doing that, but but he's coming back and whipping, putting over these incredible crosses. Yeah, you cut inside they're, the right they're foot. Wonderful, with... they're centre forward meat and drink crosses. Mm. So mm. it's like with him, you know, like David Beckham didn't need to beat his fullback to get a really good cross in at this level. Hoylets are noticing doing something similar in the closing twenty minutes of games. Yeah, well, a good, and it creates thrills and spills. It's not necessarily. Well, you've got two wingers who can go outside and Junior Hoyler can come inside and put a ball across for a striker or a midfielder be running across that front line to be just glancing those headers in or touch yeah. on. So, mate, it, listen, there's there's ways of... We can see ways of how they can improve and how they can get more goals, ultimately. And I think, you know... Oh, we're not managers, as we've been told. <laughs> oh, oh, I have. You have. You're not a manager. <laughs> but you know, I'll take, I'll take my, uh, I'll take my goals uh, uh, and promotions and say I do know what I'm talking about. So well, on the record, that I was manager of Lizzie Panthers under eights, under nines. Cool. Under <laughs> under <laughs> under <laughs> under <laughs> that was their record when you were manager, Paul. Yeah. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave it there. We, we've we? touched a little bit on the defence, but do we think the defence needs a little bit more, more praise? Uh, I think it starts to look a lot more solid. Flint and Morrison, that partnership. Yeah, look, really it's, it's not a, you know, it, 
what do you have to analyze? They they done well. Do you know what I mean? It, it still think if you can get Saul Bamba in there, it, it would improve things. I still think if I had the choice and I could get a defender like the one we let go with a bit more pace uh, and athleticism, I would take him. It's as simple as that. But, you know, it's not... I don't think it's the back four. You, cre you credit the team like you, as a structure. You're just better all around. You were just better, you know. Defensively, they're better. But you don't do that. Like you can't credit the back four because only because you've got some like Bakuna and Riles in front who are then going intercepting and winning balls and allowing the back four to step forward and so it, it becomes or White is coming across and tackling it, it, it is a team game but I, I take your point I think they've they, they just defended better as a as a unit to be honest with you yeah I think it was because Asan Belonga has been so good in, in this division and I think Flinton Morrison in particular made him look average on, on the weekend yeah he didn't look like he fancied it although I do know Middlesbrough did have uh, travel disruptions so whether they were because they look either leggy to me Right, they look really leggy. They didn't seem to have a, a spark in them, or you've got the the hangover of, like, what I mentioned. What Neil took a bit of disliking to when I said, you know, it take two or three years for you to change the squad into a more free flowing, faster, more athletic squad. I think what you see with Middlesbrough is they went from a philosophy of, you know. Football, 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 always very good footballing teams, even when I played against them in the early 90s. Always very good footballing teams. Um, but then switched to Tony, and Tony is a direct, he plays very similar to Neil, direct football. And I think in the beginning when Tony went there, you could see some of the players still wanted to play. And they had a problem when they first came to Cardiff, they had a problem in, they were stuck between a rock and a hard place, they were stuck between playing how they used to play and or playing what now Tony wants to play because Tony is very much percentage also you know back to front big powerful teams blah blah blah, blah. but I looked at that team Middlesbrough and thought you're now with a younger manager who's going to want a lot more attacking because most of the managers coming through now want to play that attacking free-flowing football going back to what their philosophy was originally but your players aren't quick enough your players aren't athletic enough you know it's as simple as that and if you look at Cardiff and Middlesbrough they were very similar you know if we had uh, Glatzel and they had Sambalonga you look at the, the the structure and the players the size the, the strength the power at the back you know but not quick turning over their shoulder very similar in their approach so um, you know it, it could be one of several things. It could be, like I said, a bit of a hangover from what's left and try and get back to a more footballing style and philosophy of football. Or it could have been the travel disruptions they suffered. So, or, or a combination of both. Mm. One player I did want to touch on was uh, was Callum Patterson. I think the last couple of weeks he's played in a, in a crucial position, which is number 10 should be pulling the strings, uh, well, so to speak. But I think I, I don't know what it is. The last two weeks, I just think he's looked completely off off the pace. Would you offer any? Listen, I, d I, d I listen. I think Callum does a great job wherever he plays. To be honest with you, he's kind of a jack of all trades. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but I don't understand why, if you want to play with a number 10, uh, I understand. Listen, it, it fits the bill that you're going to play someone who's good in the air and just to flick, up, flick the ball on more than get hold of it and open up defences. But I, I look at Tomlin and I just think, wow. <laughs> That's all I can say. Wow. You know, if I want, if I, if I'm a strike, if I'm Glatzel, if I'm Murphy, or if I'm White, or if I'm Mendes Lang or Hoylet, I'm thinking to myself, if he plays, if if Tomlin plays, we all get goals. Some more than others, but we all get goals, right? If Callum plays, you have to you have to play with more anticipation as a striker or as a winger. Because Callum wins so much ball in the air, he, if you're not running beyond him, and I think it only happened once or twice second half, but when it did, it was successful. But that's something that, you know, and that's old school football. I used to do that when I played the Sheffield United, Harry Bassett off Jostein Flow. Just practice anticipating right flow, where do you like to flick it? Over your left or over your right? So if you've got time, I know you're always going to flick it over your left. I'll make my run into that direction all the time, all the time. And... You practice these things and they come off, mate. They, they do. You get you get an easy five, six goals a season just from anticipating where your partner's going to flick it. So, listen, the way we play our philosophy at the moment under Neil Warnock, Callum's going to play before Tomlin. However, I would, I would love to see Tomlin play because I just think over the course of giving six or seven games, eight games, and I don't think many people would be looking anywhere else other than to play in the Tomlin because he would be so influential. But that's just my opinion. Paul, do you think the number 10 role is, is proving problematic at the moment? Well, Callum Patterson's not a 10. <laughs> it's, it's as simple as that. Callum Patterson has many strengths. Neil Warnock clearly loves him. He never substitutes him or hardly ever substitutes him. Um, he'll bustle and he'll hustle and he'll work his socks off and he'll win the flick-ons. And he's angry, man. A lot. And, and, and he's got great Aggressive. character. Yeah, he's I love that. Man. He's got love great character on the field. And as such, lots moaning. of fans love him. Mm. But, but you use the phrase, pull the strings. Callum Patterson isn't going right, to pull the strings. Right. I did say so to speak. Right? <laughs> Lee, Lee Tomlin in that role would... Uh, I've not thought of it the way Blake described there, that Lee would create goals for everybody else. And, mm. you know, to me, if Cardiff are going to evolve... Given they've got rid of Bobby Reid, if Cardiff are to evolve, Lee Tomlin needs to play 10. Now, where Patterson then fits into the team, whether it's centre-mid, whatever, centre-forward, whatever, is obviously an issue. But, you know, if Cardiff are to develop their game beyond what we have seen and are seeing, then it's a no-brainer that Tomlin has mm. to play 10 for me. Because mm -hmm. Callum is like a... I would liken him to a... Um, uh, Milner he can actually if you said to him play centre half he's so physical and so yeah. good in the yeah. air yeah. he could play it yeah. right back we know he can play yeah. it right wing back we know he can centre play it centre forward we know he can play it 10 we know he can play it he can play anywhere Same. everywhere yeah. you know he, he's he's that talented you know that's not a you know mm. some people think oh you know I, I don't want to play that we've seen him play everywhere and he, he you know Every position he plays, and he plays like to a seven out of ten. Mm. 
but Blakey's right. The way Cardiff play under Warlock, he he's going to be he is the preferred choice. He is yeah, archetypal yeah. to that style of play. Yeah. It reminds me of um, Jamie Roberts with Warren Gatlin's Welsh rugby team, where mm. where it was all that power centre, crash bang power mm. down the middle. Um, you know, in as much as Roberts was the strength of that system, but also the weakness in that system because it didn't enable Wales to evolve. Guile. See what I mean? Yeah, no guile. Um, yeah, no guile and. I think the analogy is is very similar. Is is an apt one analogy, in, in a yeah. way. Mm. Um, I think a lot of fans would love to see Tomlin given a stand, but it's no good just picking Lee Tomlin for sixty minutes, right? Lee Tomlin needs to be left on the field so that when defenders and players tire in the last twenty minutes of games, he's there to unpick them with and, his and, passes. And, and with but it, then that's a lot of that's down to his own fitness levels as well. Yeah, but you'll yeah. get your fitness level. Someone through like playing. me is through playing, so it's a catch twenty two, you know. Yeah. And I, you know, and I, I, re- I remember when I was at Sheffield United, and uh, like I knew I was uh, Dave Bassett's golden boy after I left Cardiff because I'd done so well. And then we went to Australia. We picked up a player called Carl Vier to come, and I had I had had a shocking preseason, right. Uh, and I, I actually went to Harry because I, I was, I got injured and I was on the bench. Well, I was on the bench, but then I got injured. And I remember being in the stand, I think, at Watford or something, and, uh, and Carl scored twice. And I was thinking to myself, right, the gauntlet's thrown down. You know, me and him are vying for the number nine shirt, right? But I remember going to Harry and speaking to him and him saying to me, just, you know, you've got to get back to doing what you've done when you came here. And that is just, you know, anticipating scoring goals, scoring goals, scoring. So sometimes you need that confidence boost from your manager and that belief. When your manager believes in you and your capabilities, you know, it, you you feel unstoppable. And I think with Lee, he's, since he signed, He's never been looked upon as the answer, is he? And I think if you looked at him as the answer, because when he went to Forest, quickly he was like yeah. everything going through him. Yeah. But but I think the way this is going to play out is, I fear the way this is going to play out. Yes, yeah, he'll leave. He might, he might get the odd start at home against a Hull City or a QPR or whatever. But by and large, Patterson will play at ten. And if Cardiff are losing a game. Tom will be sent on to try to rescue, which is a bit yeah. unfair. But he's not going to accept that as a player of his experience and his age and what he's done so far. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he's won 20 titles, but he's known at this level to be a very good, accomplished unlocker of the door. Do you know what I mean? So he, and you wouldn't expect him. I don't think Cardiff fans, I wouldn't as a fan, I wouldn't expect a player of, of that ability to sit knowing that I'm just going to be an impact player, hopefully a rescue player for the last 10 minutes, when he's never really been given an opportunity to be, you know, the man. But I think he's probably quickly come to the realisation between him and Bobby Reid, you've got two very, very good number 10s, and neither of them have, have been able to, not hold down a place, neither of them have been given a place to hold down for, say, 10 games, to see right, how this team clicks into gear with these leading the ship, do we end up scoring more goals and become, you know, more of an attacking threat? That ans- that question has never been answered so do, and I don't do think will. Do you think Tomlin could flourish at this level? Absolutely, and, and yeah, 100%. Or do we overrate him? On no, that? I don't think we overrate no. him. I think, you know, the whole reason... Neil, just, well, just think back to when 
Neil made the sign-ins, right, in the championship. Until Tomlin came in, fans were booing. <laughs> he was kind of like the answer. We all went, whew, we got a, you know, we got someone who can do a bit. Now, if I say to you, Tomlin, Mendes, Lang, Junior, Hoyle, Murphy, Glatzel, and uh, White, you know, between those five or six players, come on. You, you can't tell me that between that front line, between, from that front line, you should be realistically looking at between 40 and 60 goals a season. Well, for what it's worth, I would like to see Junior Hoylicker given a run in at number 10. I think he's absolutely tailor-made for it, but maybe that's a debate for another day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just finally... You on... did fall and bump your head earlier, so we'll ignore it. <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. I think he is a good quality number 10. I'm just winding you up. Finally on this game, then, before we move on, uh, just a quick one on Danny Ward back in the side. What did you make of him? You got to run out in the second half. Yeah, I thought... Yeah, no, nothing, nothing major, you know just come back off injury I don't think you can expect too much too soon it's always nice if you come on and get a goal um, but that's what he'd be looking to do is, is get a goal and, and get his goals goal run started as a striker that's what you do um, I thought he looked fairly sharp yeah you know you can't expect him to rip up trees been out so long and you know first game back you got to give him a bit, you know, three or four games to get in, in tune and then you know, hopefully he nicks a goal or two and then gets on a run. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see whether it goes with him, Glatzel, what what happens, what's the partnership. Is it a number 10 in, you know, Hoylet or Callum Patterson or, you know, what's what's going to be the, the system or the players that clicks? I think that's what we need to find is that, you know, that cohesion that is really deadly, that, that front line, that team cohesion, which is really going to cause problems. I disagree a little bit with Blakey. Um, I mean, I obviously agree that you can't expect Danny Ward to be sharp until he's had a few outings under his belt. But I, I thought Bogle was taken off too early. I thought Bogle produced the best centre-forward performance we've seen this season from a Cardiff player. Um, and I thought that when he went off, the threat disappeared. So... That would be, you know. I thought Bogle was okay, but I, I don't think it was enough of a threat to me. Just and I think I think at the moment, I was watching Bogle, and what I'd say to Bogle is, do you know when you're not scoring, Yeah. just think every time, just, just go to the box. Just think, go to the box in between the sticks. Go to the box in between the sticks. If you make a run near post... Middle of goal, far post, cut back, whatever. But he done a lot of tireless work outside of the box, yeah. But then he didn't have, didn't he, as, a, as a number nine. Listen, you love games where you don't get a chance. And I used to literally fight with people, and I wasn't a, 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 a I was a maid. I was manufactured into a centre forward. I wasn't a centre forward, centre forward. But once you get beyond a certain point, you realise, oh, hold on a minute, he's, I'm a centre forward. I I score goals, right? Bogle is a centre forward, and he's not scoring goals at the moment. Did well pre-season, hasn't been able to continue that because hasn't really been given the yeah. chance to 
to to carry that on. So it stops that, stops that. As a striker, nothing worse than stops that, honestly, because yeah. you, you you thrive on routine, and you, you know you get to a point as a striker, it's 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 Saturday, you're driving to the game, it's one o'clock, and you get this feeling of you, I'm gonna score two today, and you tend to you you, you get that natural belief that belief that you're going to score all the time and I think with someone like uh, Omar at the moment I'm, if, if I was if I was at, in the coaching staff now I'd be saying to him as a, as a striker quick powerful brother okay I, don't, I want you to make those channel runs yeah but rather than make those channel runs to the point where you're going out to cross for midfielders and wingers I want you to hold that central point, hold up the ball, lay it to the winger, and just go central. Yeah, I want them to be crossing the ball to you rather than vice versa. And I think, you know, but that again, it comes with routine. That's why I say we're, we're not, our timing is not quite clicked in so many different areas that, you know, whilst we're searching for the right combination, we're not then getting that unity, that, that understanding that allows you to go on and steamroll the team. So it's 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 difficult balance at the moment. It's a difficult balance. But I thought he done I thought he done okay, but my advice would be, you know, don't do so you know if 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 there's if there's a run on to go into that channel, but you can see Murphy who's on the halfway line, leave it. Just let Murphy go. You know, and if Murphy doesn't make the run, tell him. Mm. I mean I'm leaving you that space for you to go one on one so you can cross the ball to me so I can score and get the glory that's the way it rolls right so you know I, I don't think it was a great performance from Bogle but I understand where he is at I think I think I'm understanding where he's at so I would, my advice would be to him just think goals get across defenders in that near post position as well because he's a strong lad you know quick I think he can be a real goal threat, but you know you need that timing, definitely. Okay, well that's the end of part one. In part two, we'll be previewing the whole city game. Subscribe to the Boot Room on iTunes or listen on WalesOnline.co.uk. Welcome back to part two of Blakey's Boot Room, where we'll be discussing the trip to Hull City this weekend. So Hull sit one place behind Cardiff City in the table, uh, but that does equate to three points because the table's quite concertinaed at the top, and it's a big drop-off there. So I think the top, the top 13 teams are all within five points of each other, and then there's a three-point drop-off to Hull and the rest of the teams below mm. that. Mm. So um, how much have you seen of, of Hull this season? What, what do you make of them so far? Uh, I've seen them twice. One good, one bad performance. So, uh, and their position kind of in the table kind of warrants that, doesn't it? Inconsistency. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and again, the inconsistency is I've seen them good away and poor at home. But then I know they've had good results at home and poor away results. So they, they've clearly got a problem with consistency. And uh, when a team is like that, second guessing, not sure, you got to take advantage, you know. Because ultimately, we're looking for promotion, right? So we can keep letting games go, which are opportunities, 
and I'd say, you know, this is a uh, big opportunity to get three points. Paul, what, what, what's your assessment of, of how so far the scenes you know? I haven't, I haven't watched them this season, but the way Blake has described them is what they were last season. I remember they did they not start really poorly, and then they went on this incredible charge up the table with they a did. load of wins, mm -hmm. and then they tailed off badly. They so did, it was yeah. exactly. It sounds like they're exactly that sort of team again. The way Blakey's described those two performances. So they've got Jared Bowen, who's the the main threat. He's got four goals this season, and and Kevin Stewart also is in, in behind him. And he's been uh, receiving a lot of praise so far this season. But I think away from home, they're obviously Cardiff are going to sit deep, and they're they're going to try and stymie any of the any of the Hull attack. Do you think it's going to be? A very counter-attacking style of play, Blakey, from Cardiff. Well, from Cardiff, um, yeah, I do. Uh, I think that's that was one of the things that was pleasing. Was uh, I think we had it looked like we had worked a bit more on that. Like when we get it from this position, we break. These are the players that break into these kind of positions. Um, and we, you know, we really threaten their goal. Um, so I think if Cardiff can can do that, uh, then yeah, they're, they're more capable of getting the result. But while well, they're off the back of a, a good win, away win as well, um, Hull. So you know they're not going to be struggling with confidence. I don't think. You know? I think they should be fancying their chances as well. So it, it should be a really Really good game. Yeah, they're coming off the back of a three nil win At Luton, um, against Luton. Mm -hmm. um, so their tails will be up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Is there any changes to the side, the Cardiff side that started on the weekend you would make going forward to this weekend? Uh, I don't think there's any, <laughs> any point, is there? Because <laughs> I know Tomlin, I would I, take I Tomlin think, in. I think too. Blake has just summed it up. Yeah. Yes is the answer. Yeah. But there won't be it. No. Be it. Well, there will. They'll probably be Glatz or play for Bogle. Yeah. That'll, that'll be it. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we're still uncertain whether he's going to be well right. enough. I know he hasn't, he hasn't trained so far okay. this week. I think he's going to train for the first time maybe so Thursday. That, that's the only mm. probable change, possibly Hoylet for Murphy. But I mean, obviously, Blakey and I want to make changes, but as he says, it's not going to happen. So. Yeah. so you'd stick with Bogle over Ward? Oh, I would. I, I would, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd stick with Bogle overboard. Like I said, I, I, I do I think uh, Bogle maybe just trying a little bit I can't, too hard. I can't put my finger on it. We haven't seen that much of him, but he's got something about him. Mm. We he, said that he's, he's, when he got sent know, off at Bristol City. I know, remember? yeah. He's more, scored he's more well. powerful than I thought. He seems quick. He, he is prepared to take on defenders. He gets shots on goal. I, I don't yeah. know. Do you just, know what? Yeah, I'd like to see him more maybe he needs to be on that on that when they call it the on the shoulder of the last defender. Yeah. So you and the defender are racing. Yeah. Yeah. And you can use your power and chance to get put your yeah. put your body across him. It's one of my favourite positions on the pitch where the ball's played over the top and the, the centre back knows we're level off a start. He knows he's finished. It's all over. I just bully him or I run across him and I get in front of the ball. I'm always in one-on-one. -on -one. Bogle, yeah. Like I said, he works tirelessly, but he, he done a lot of work, I felt, that was unnecessary. 
Yeah, especially if you're one. He, he should say, listen, I've got to get, my responsibility is goals. Yeah? I'm not saying I'm not going to work because he works, he's, he's uh, selfless, he works. So he does that anyway. But my, I've got to get goals and I need to target this box. And you, you, and you, you need to start putting the ball in an area where I'm going to attack. And I know that's where I like to attack. So you make sure you put it in there. I think, yeah, I think that needs to happen a bit. I think it'll be the same team, other than Glatzel for Bogle, possibly. Mm. Um, and then I think uh, Hoylett will come on for Murphy. <laughs> you could have called the Mendes, whole Mendes will come on for White. <laughs> and Bogle will come on for Glatzel or Ward for Bogle, whichever one. So I'm going to predict that's the 14 for the weekend. Okay. Notwithstanding injuries, of course. Mm-hmm. We, we've got an interesting Blakey? week. No, I agree with you, Neil Abandon Adult. We've got a bit of a packed week coming up, haven't we? Because we've got Hull and then we've got the QPR game and then we've got the West Brom game. How important is this little period then heading into the international break in terms of... Well, that's what you do. You break, the, you break it down into like three or four game sections. Uh, and this is a difficult one. QPR are on a flyer as well. So look, it's, it's, it's not going to be easy. But at some point, we need to go win-win-win, I think. Yeah. Right? Because like you said, top 13 teams, was there five points separating yeah. them? Uh, it's not a lot. So whilst we've not been in great form, my motto is just keep the gap between you and the playoff positions, you know, below, you know, five, five points or below. Don't You don't want to be getting... To nine points outside six spot, you don't want to get to that point because effectively you don't think it, but three games is huge, right? A three game swing one way or the other, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's not impossible, but you're looking at January, February before you you start to see it actually where you're in that position and the six team is down in eleven for twelve. So you know at this moment in time. I don't think we're playing well enough for us to start going, oh, you know, we can get the fourth and this and that. No, one step at a time, you know, small steps. Let's just make sure the gap doesn't get any bigger. Can we close it over the next three games? Can we take two wins and a draw? Yeah. Can we take three wins? Possible? Yeah. And obviously we'll be getting uh, Bamba and Marlon Pack back the next Couple of couple of games mm. next week. We're likely to see them in one, if not both. So there'll be a, a bit of a boost to the side, but um, we'll have to see how that all pans out. Mm. So that's the end of part two. We'll be coming back with part three with some Ask Blakey and predictions. Okay, welcome back to the final part of Blakey's Boot Room where we'll be asking Blakey your questions. So, the first question from Curtis on Twitter. Curtis, how are you doing? Something we've not touched on yet, which we probably should have. Um, do you believe Alex Smithies has done a good job in replacing Neil Etheridge? Suppose yeah. We haven't talked about that because Warnock said after the game that was a straight-up selection decision, Etheridge. Well, the fact we haven't talked about it answers the question. Very true. So you think he? Well, you said last week, didn't you? That he, he warranted his place in, in the side. Yeah. It was his shirt. Yeah, Kurt. I think he's done well. Uh, I, I do. Uh, 
You've read out earlier statistics where we've conceded two goals in the last three or four games. Four games, yeah. Right. You know, I know Paul disagreed with me last week, but you know, it's the qu- play. Players understand. Listen, if I'm injured, even though I'm number one, if I'm injured and he goes in and has not a worldie but plays well and is 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 solid, it's hard for the manager to turn around to him after four, five, six games and say you're out. Right? If it's one game, a quick injury sort of thing, okay, you can do it. But five or six games, and look, Smithies didn't come to be a number two. He came to be a number one. He's had an opportunity. He's taken his opportunity. He's playing well enough. If you want to lose players, drop him and bring back Etheridge. If you want to lose players. But then what starts to happen... Like Len Ashes would say, it becomes a cancer, son. <laughs> it goes through the dressing room. It becomes a cancer. And that's what happened. Players then, then start, you know, whispering in corners, talking, you know, oh, what's the point of me being here? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, and, you know, you, you don't need to be pouring fuel on that fire. So the fact we're not speaking about him, I think, speaks for itself. Okay, Adam Hellier says... All right, Dad. With the imminent return of Sol Bamba, a Cardiff better suited personnel-wise to play with a back five, with Bennett suited to the left wing-back role, who would best be played at right wing-back, possibly Patterson or White, but I know... If he was to go to a back three, they couldn't play um, Peltier. No. Because with a back three, ultimately, uh, wing-backs are your wingers and got to get forward. So... If they go to a back three, then Peltier isn't going to be the wing back. It's either going to be White, maybe Mendes, Lang. Um, Acuna, you mentioned earlier. Maybe uh, you've got that option. But will they go to a back three? Um, I don't know. That's a real good question because, you know, like I've just said, Flint, Morrison, over the last three or four games, only two goals conceded. Things are improving, moving the chains in the right direction. I'd be hypocrite if I said, no, bring Bamba back or not. Because I've just said with Everidge, who had three great seasons, we can't bring him straight back. So, no, I'm afraid Saul's going to have to, uh, if it was me, would have to sit and wait. Um, and not for a mistake. You don't drop a player for a mistake. But if you get into a bad run of, run of form, four or five games, three or four games, you might sit someone down and say, look, you know, I think we need to put Saul in and blah, 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 blah. But also it's the way you do it. It's not just doing it, you know. So for me, no, Saul's going to have to wait his turn unless Neil decides I'm going to go to a back three. Okay, Hugh asks... Hi, right, Hugh. Who are our two best wingers? Uh, Mendes Lang and Murphy on their day he, closely followed by Hoylet and White he also asks what is the striker pecking order it seems to be Glatzel Bogle Ward Vassell Medine but does Blakey agree with that Medine's still there is Medine still there is he oh yeah, yeah bagging him in for the 23s ok um, well Glatzel yes Um I still don't think we've seen half of what he's got. I've seen I've seen it and I know what he's got, but 
you know, what I like to see now is how the team draw that out of him because the boys got some Jack and Jill, mate. Telling you. Um, Jack and Jill cut me slang for skeleton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He explained yeah, that yeah. before. Yeah. yeah. All right, I didn't yeah. know that. It's come from a Chelsea days. <laughs> Just I don't know what the word you said. Yeah. Cor- what was it? Cora. <laughs> was a word that I can't remember. <laughs> but uh, what was the question again? Paul just totally drove me. Pecking order, yeah. I would go with. Um, I think it, Ward has got to hope he can come on, get a few minutes, and prove himself. You know, to step over Bogle, sort of thing. But to be honest with you, um, gee, I don't know. If that's the way the system works at Cardiff, mm. it seems to be just like no sort of pecking order apart from Glatzel at the moment. Do you know what I mean? Because Medine started the season. Yeah. Do, do you understand what I mean? Bogle seemed to come in and then was hoofed out and then has been brought back in. So, you know, Tomlin in, save our souls, out, don't need you because we've got to win, you know, on mm. the bench. It's... But there's, there's, they seem to be searching for the best 11 that clicks. But whilst you keep changing, sometimes you think, well, are you better just trying to stay with a settled 11, get the click, and then start adding you know, the rotation? Right? Or do you go with what Neil's always done, and that's just keep rotating players, horses for courses sort of thing. So... Catch 22, catch 22 at the moment. But uh, I would go Glatzel, Bogle. Ward over Vassell is, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know what's happening there as well. He scored the winner and then like I thought, okay, let's, let's, we'll see him. But nowhere, no, absolutely nowhere. And then Medine, nowhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, feel for him. Really do, because uh, I remember, you know, there were times when there were strikers in that position at clubs. I was like, I was never in that position, but you haven't seen it, and it's it's it's, 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 it's not nice. Do you know what I mean? It's not nice. It's not nice being like you know playing not even second fiddle. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're third or fourth. It's not a nice position to be in. So, you know. Finally. Those are the breaks, mate. Finally, from Ed Hopkins on Facebook, he just says Gary Rowett question mark. So I'm assuming that's a question for the next. Manager. Are you crazy? <laughs> who who sent that in? Ed Hopkins. Is it for Moon or something? He's mad. In the name I told you on at the game the other night was Saul Campbell, mm-hmm. not Saul Bamba. Probably the best defender since Bobby Moore this country's seen. Wow. Yeah, between him, Adams, you know, Pallister, I would say there's 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 about probably a a collection of about five or six of them, but he'd definitely be in the, my top three. So, you know, invincible, won what you need to win, uh, Premier League, FA Cups, where have you? Uh, was chucked the hospital pass, an absolute hospital pass in Macclesfield, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, almost as a to me it was almost okay we'll shut this guy up we'll give him a club that's really struggling 
and when he takes him down we can say ah see we told you so you're not you're not as good as you think and he didn't to see him sat where he sat doing nothing I think is a it's a crime mate really it's a crime when you see the likes of Gerard and Lampard you know to the point where Klopp is coming out and saying he's the next manager so really you're up there you've been given a, a, a job to babysit Rangers until you're ready to walk in that is some privilege that boy mm. you know what I mean and for what Saul done in the game to have to go down to that level to prove yourself I, I, I yeah, it just sickens me sometimes but I would love to see uh, him given a chance at this sort of level because I think his professionalism and I know Saul personally and I'm not saying it because I know him I probably haven't spoke to him for 15 years or seen him but I know how he ticks and how his mind ticks and know how professional he is and he's opinionated but there seems to be a problem with if you're a person of colour and have an opinion there seems to be a problem and I don't understand that but at the same time I do understand it because I've dealt with this since I was probably five or six mm-hmm. back on to Rowett um, I feel <clears throat> it's an interesting call, yeah. Gary Rowett. Yeah, well, bear, bear with me. I, I just feel with Rowett, he's a bit like Gary Monk and Paul Clement. He's one of these managers who on the seems, yeah, seems yeah. to do well, yeah, but I always feel there's something not right and it will quickly... Cave in. Cave in is probably a good one. And, and that's what's happened, you know. I feel that the reputations aren't as good as justified as perhaps they seem to be mm. um, and I think Rowett sticks in with that but I do think he's the sort of manager who will always get jobs because of that reputation yeah, you know? but, you know, I don't um, want but I, I don't want managers who are merry-go-rounds I want a manager who's trying to get to the top yeah and I think already at 46 47 there's some managers who will become merry-go-round managers. You know, I'm at this club. Oh, yeah, it's the greatest club in the world, best fans. A year later, I'm at this club. Oh, yeah, greatest club in the world, best fans. You know, it, 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 it's, you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to say it's a nonsense. You know, you get the opportunity, you take it. But that's got to wear you down. That's got to wear down your loyalty and what you believe in. Mm. Yeah, because I think most people believe, I've signed for a club, I've got three years, I'm going to go. Well, we know... Time is of the essence now. You get three years if people can see you're clearly going in the right direction. If you stalemate for 10, 12, 15 games, you're under pressure, probably gone. All right? I'm still surprised Nathan is at Stoke, to be honest with you. But you can feel that axe is about to fall if he doesn't start getting results. So, you know, uh, Gary, nice enough chap. We shared the same agent when we were playing. But, uh, nah, if you said to me Gary or, or, or Campbell, I'd say give me Campbell 100%. 100%. Give me Campbell because I believe when you, when you talk it and then back it, when you've been given arguably the worst club at that time to take and succeeded, mate, you have to bow down. All you doubters have to... Button it, right? Because don't want to hear no other oh, was League Two. Listen, <laughs> I won League Two. Difficult league. But 
going from zero money, not getting paid and building, I know how difficult that was and for the manager how difficult it is. So for me, love to see him get an opportunity at this level and at this club. Okay, once again, thank you for, for all your questions. We'll just move on to our final little segment here of predictions for this weekend. <sighs> Paul Bandonato, I will come the to number, you The numero uno, Pablo <laughs> Escobar. Hey, Mystic Paul. Um, I know. Well, let's go on, drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you famous, man. You're Pablo. You're my Pablo, um, man. <laughs> What am I? What am I looking at? What am I looking at? I. I this is one of those. I just find. It, I, I don't think Cardiff will lose. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be swashbuckling. I know you think Glenn. There's going to be a game. that's just suddenly canter three or four. Now I just don't see that. Am I seeing a nil-nil or could Cardiff maybe sneak it two-nil? I'm going to be positive and go for the latter. Mm. 2-0. I'm going to go for 2-0 Cardiff, yeah, with a goal, good defensive performance, and then another goal sneaked on the break in the end. And one of those performances where you get up there, you get the job done, you get your three points, you come back. Blakey? 3-2 Cardiff. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, that surprised you, didn't it? Goal yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking 2-1 and I thought, nah, I can see them, you know, either scoring or getting back into it more than once if we we get a couple of goals so and I think yeah I think that confidence is just just sprouting so the belief that they can go and get a, yeah 3-2 I'll go 3-2 Cardiff I think 1-0 to Cardiff I think Howell will start very well and then I think Cardiff will hit them on the counter attack late in the second half nick a winner through one of the wingers Trying to give me the, the uh, lottery numbers as well. That's the most likely scenario, yeah. actually. Yeah. Smashing grab of the three of us. That's the most likely. Scenario. A, a, a dour seventy minutes and then kind of sneak <laughs> But the three points is all that matters from this one for me. Yeah, it really is. Well, for, the, for the next, you yeah, could say effectively said, for the next earlier, eight, ten just, games, just about ball. getting some wins and that getting that, that confidence table, absolutely and that changes the mindset of the absolutely. fans as well yeah. and so you know they can accept that although the fans in all fairness have been a bit special this season they have but I know somebody walked out at half time on Saturday yeah Thursday, you are going to get people right. like like who will do that who, who think I can't fans I can. are always special at Cardiff right? yeah I'll yeah but I mean season. I mean in in times of when the team is not playing well yeah because let's be fair they 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 love Neil Warnock and they they support him, you know, unequivocally. But even in this season, when you're thinking, what is going on here? They're anaesthetized to the style of football. Now, yeah, but they, what they but even though that doesn't mean to say they have to sing and encourage. And you know, Cardiff fans, they yeah. can be short fused when they're ready. You know what I mean? Eddie, sort them out. Eddie, Eddie, sort them out. Remember that chant? Sort them out, Eddie, Eddie, sort them out. I mean, in like, get all of them, Eddie, or we will, right? So they could be short fuse when they're ready, but. When's the X Factor start? <laughs> Don't, man. So uh, right about will... this time of year, isn't Listen, it? all those judges would be deafened if I went on stand <laughs> uh, But no, I, 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 I do. That's, no, I, I think they'll. Well, that's all we have time yeah, for right. this week on Blakey's Bootroom. Thanks once again for tuning in and make sure you stay up to date with all the Cardiff City news on Wales Online. Au revoir, Blues. Ooh.